0: Welcome to Grace Community Church On Demand, the weekly podcast from the Sunday services at Grace Community Church in Rupert, Idaho. Here at Grace, we believe in building the kingdom of God one person at a time. We're passionate about loving God, loving people, and following Jesus. Let's get into this week's message with Pastor Travis Turner.
1: That's good, and uh, I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for this church. I'm grateful for our team that does so well in just making Jesus' name great. And I'm grateful for every single person that gets up every day on mission. Amen. And I want to encourage you that I think that God has more in 2024. My, My wife told me that. I was like, you know what I mean? Like, that's catchy. God has more in 2024 for the first timers. I want you to know this, that we're so glad that you are here today. And I want you to know that personally, and as our team, we've been praying for you that this service would just be really, really meaningful. We've been praying that God would give you an experience and just reveal himself maybe in a way that hasn't been done. So in a long period of time, and, um, I also just want to take a moment and I wish you would with me too. let's remember our military for those of you that have ever served come on yeah let's put our hands together (laughs) men and women that are serving this great country I'm telling you right now they're in the four corners of the world. And many of them are in places that they would rather be back home with their loved ones. And my prayer is, is that somehow, some way, they're able to tune in maybe to a service like this and just know that there are people that are standing with them and, and praying for them. Amen. Will you commit to pray for our military servicemen and women over this next week? I think that that's vitally important. Amen. They need us. Praise God. And... Um, Over the last 14 years, that's about how long that Tina and I have been here, 14 years, I was thinking like, like, what is it that God is calling us to do as a church here? And I just want you to know that for the last 14 years, our desire has been to provide a place that people can have a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen like that's our mission is to have a place where people can grow in the Lord and then we came up with the tagline this is a grace is a place where you can believe where you can belong and where you can serve I want to hit this just real quick because it's important this time of year to believe in God is not just to have a trust in belief but also to know him intimately how many of you know that there are people all over the world that know and they believe that there is a God but they don't really know who he is. Amen. And I want you to know this, that grace is a place. Come on. And Jesus desires to have a personal relationship with you, an intimate relationship with you. I believe that in our world today, there's a lot of people that have fear in their hearts and their lives. And, And for good reason. I mean, there's a lot going on, right? There's a lot going on. We just come out of two crazy years of a pandemic. And now we got all kinds of wars and things like that. But I want you to know that, that fear is not from God. And one of the best antidotes to fear is trust and faith. It's standing on, come on, the promises of God. And I want to encourage you this Christmas season to do just that. Get your eyes off of the news and get your eyes more on Jesus. Amen. Praise God and if you've not experienced peace in Jesus I want you to realize that you can experience and that's what he's maybe that's why you're here but I want you to know that you can experience peace in Jesus this next year he's just looking for you to come to him and surrender to him a place to belong now more than ever like we need more more community we need we need one another and we haven't done community very well probably in the last 30 or 40 years people have you know they've they've exchanged their front yard porches come on to backyard fences and we just kind of shut ourselves off whenever we can from the world but i'm telling you now more than ever we need community and there's a lot of different places that you can find community before i was saved i found community in the bar and and then i found community in different intramural sports and activities which was usually around drinking let's be honest so there's a lot of different places that you can find community, but let me be the first to share with you that I've tried community in a lot of different ways, but there's nothing that touches the church whenever it comes to community, amen? There's not even a close second. Come on, we got at least three or four people that agree with that. Some, some, some of you, you're still like, oh, I'll try it out for a little bit longer and then I'll come back and tell you if that's the, if that's the case or not. But the Bible says that two are better than one. If one is by himself and, and, and is walking along and falls in a ditch, then who is it that's going to be able to pull that person out of a ditch? But if you walk together, then you can help your brother, or your sister out of the ditch, and they can also help you out of the same. Amen? Come on, how many here have been helped out of some ditches in this, in this thing called life? Anybody? <laughs> Anybody? I've been in some deep ditches, boy, I tell you. And I am so grateful that, uh, that, that I've had a brother and sister to help me come out of that place. And then grace is a place to serve. It's a place to serve. Come on, what is your purpose? What is it that you were created for? Because if you don't know why you were created and what your purpose is, then guess what? You're never going to walk in it. And I just want you to know that as you draw closer to the Lord, that's oftentimes when your, when your purpose becomes more clear. Amen. Once again, taking it back to the relational aspect, the closer that you draw into God the more that you're going to begin to see, see and, and it's going to be revealed to you as to why you were created in the first place. See, we call this mission possible. We've watched a lot of Mission Impossible movies, but this is Mission Possible because you can do all things through Christ Jesus who gives you the strength. Amen. And I want you to know this, that he who created you, come on, created your purpose. He who created you, created you with purpose psalm 139 and 16 says your eyes they had saw my unformed body all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one somebody say one before one of them came to be see god desires for you to give your life into serving other people And guess what? When you serve other people, it gives God glory. He gets all the glory for the service that you bring about. I was talking to pastor hobby. He got a chance to finally go on a mission trip and I'm so excited for him. He come back. He went, he went, uh, was it Kentucky? You went down to Kentucky, and, and uh, with Samaritan's Purse, one of the teams, we sent two teams, I believe one to Alabama, one to Kentucky, and um, we're rebuilding homes down there, man. Like People from Idaho are building homes, come on, where, where storms have come through and completely devastated and annihilated communities, and Javi couldn't hardly, I said, man, how was it? And he's like, he just immediately started sharing just a little bit, and tears began to well up in his ears and this is exactly what happens <laughs> is Isra- <laughs> what's that <laughs> oh it's happening right now (laughs) it's so powerful though right but this is the thing this is the thing is whenever you do for somebody else what they can't do for themselves I'm not saying they can't do it for themselves all the time but how many of you know sometimes you need somebody just to say listen we're watching we see you and we care and we're here to do our part we're here to help just a little bit (laughs) amen we got about 7 more people that got involved in that. If this is your first time here, at grace, this is a participant. Every service is all about participation. So please come on work with me just a little bit. Let's let's I promise you we're going to keep this at 1 hour. That's our promise to you. Social uh, uh, sociologists they call this transcendent living. It really means to live beyond yourself. And this is where true fulfillment is really It's not about the it's not about the money you make or the cars you drive or the vacations you take. Like life is really about the people that you are able to serve, right? It's literally like a backwards leadership. Leadership is climb your way to the top of the ladder and see how many people are underneath you so that you can lead them. But servant leadership is quite different. It's literally about how many people can I serve and make their lives better, and Jesus gets all the glory for it, amen? Isn't that so good? So you can find a space and a place to do that right here at Grace Church. I want you to know this, and we always give two challenges. The first challenge is this, if you'll give us a year, you'll come to services, you get plugged into small groups, and you'll just become a part of Grace Church. This is what I want you to know, is your life is gonna be radically different a year from now. And if you're not willing to give us a year of your life, then we ask you to give us at least three Sundays, because that three Sundays is most likely going to turn into a year of your life, because you're going to realize that the value that you get from Jesus by being with other believers and worshiping an incredible God, come on, is something that you can't live without. So I encourage you to do that. I want to share with you a quick story. This is a quick thought with you. This is a time when the prophet Isaiah 700 years before Jesus was born, seen the manger scene, the prophet Isaiah 700 years before Jesus was born. He was able to look into the future and see the very first Christmas. He wrote this incredible set of words. He said for us, for unto us, a child is born to us, a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called check this out wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father prince of peace see we know this we hear this all the time and it's really popular on christmas cards this time of the year sometimes i bet if you were to drive around the square somebody would probably have this painted in their in their window but i want you to know this that what he's saying here is the name of Jesus is so great that you're not going to be able just to call him Jesus. You're gonna call him Jesus because that's his name, but you're gonna call him all of these other magnificent names as well because one name cannot grab hold of all that he is. Amen. And that's his name, but you're gonna call him all these other things. How many of you know that naming another human being is important? How many of you have had the privilege to name another human being? How many of you know this, that naming another human being ought to take a little bit more time than some people give it? (laughs) Because this is the deal. Sometimes people will name a human being and they're thinking that that human being is gonna be a baby for the rest of their life. But that baby's gonna grow up and, and, and go to high school one day and that baby cute little baby name might not be as cute when that baby's in in high school and so if you got a baby coming i see some of you i know some make sure and give some good quality thoughts to 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 the names that you're going to to give that that child the truth is is with our first two children we didn't give much thought to the meaning of the name we just actually picked popular names and um, and uh, they were great names and and i wouldn't change those names today but ashley and tyler you know but when jacob came around like we were really considering and the reason was is because we were serving the lord a little bit longer and the meanings of names were becoming more and more meaningful some of you don't know this but jacob was supposed to be a girl all the way up until delivery and so we had this amazing name picked out for Jacob. And I was probably the most incredible birthing coach that's ever been on the planet. I'm just telling you, I, I am, I, I'm not great at all things, but I'm pretty amazing at that. And I was just like petting my wife's hair and she is slapping my hand away. And I'm like, she's like, give me ice chips. And I'm like, babe, you're doing such an incredible job. She's almost here. Oh, babe, just a couple more and she's going to be here. And then Jacob pops out, and the doctor was as surprised as anybody. He said, it's a boy. And I said, it's a, it's a boy. And Tina immediately burst into tears, and she said, it's a boy. And Ashley, this is no joke, Ashley was looking for another little sister. She was looking for a sister, and she wouldn't, she wouldn't even come and see Jacob for the first day. It took her a little while. She's like, I'm not even going to go see him. And so... So anyway, I had this name picked out for a girl, but I didn't have a name picked out for a boy, and I'd just been reading the Old Testament, and i have been reading about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and, and I'm thinking, man, Jacob is a good, strong, biblical name, and like the Lion King, I picked him up and I said, from this day forward, you shall be known as Jacob. <laughs> Only two months later to realize that Jacob actually meant deceiver. I thought i was doing so good i was like man i was like come on let this child take on every characteristic that the name jacob represents only to find out that jacob meant liar and deceiver and i think that god really knew my heart he's like you're just ignorant you don't know and he knew my heart and he was just like gave me a pass and he said listen i'm gonna make jacob like israel Completely different than Deceiver, and that's exactly what he's been. One of the most honest people that I know, and I just love that. But kids pick up nicknames along the way, right? Ashley. Her name was Ashley. It is Ashley. It's not changed. But people call her Ash, right? We got to consider nicknames. Consider nicknames. Ash. I don't know how I came up this name, but I started calling her Achmed, and she had the most beautiful red hair, so I would call her Ahmed the redhead. And uh, she I don't know if she really liked that, but it stuck, it stuck. And then I think Javi and Davina, they called her Ashua Lee. You guys called her that forever, Ashua Lee. She's got some other names, but I'm not gonna share that today. <laughs> Tyler was known as Ty, and I called him Ty John, and. I called him Tai-Tai all the time. And then my dad is a weird guy like me. He comes up with weird nicknames and and he gave him the name Tai-Tai malai I don't really know where that comes from, but it stuck. And then Jacob, he was known as Jake and I called him Jakey often. And I called him Jake Star. And my dad, the weird one just like me, he called him Jakey Patutu and it stuck. (laughs) And so... Please, just let these names go away from your mind. Don't ever bring them up again. But, uh, but then he was in school, and he had to write some different poems. And I was quite the poet when I was a kid. And I was like, you should write a haiku. And they were like, what's haiku? Dad's making stuff up again. And I'm like, no, no, no. It's a real poem. And so I called him haiku for a period of time. But this is the thing is certain kids don't appreciate what it is that they pick up, but it sticks at some point and it remains. And I heard a family story where the family's last name was Mann, M-A-N-N, and they had their firstborn daughter and they always loved the name Anita. And so she grew up Anita Mann, Anita Mann. And can you imagine this little girl that grew up in high school and now boys are starting to pay attention. I'll be your man, you know? And so, names can be a problem. What I want you to realize here today is that these names of Jesus are more than poetic. They're more than a Christmas card. They're more than something that you just put on the front window. Come on, he wants to be those things in your life. A wonderful counselor. A counselor that is wonderful. A counselor that is all-knowing. Not only does he know everything about your situation, But he knows everything about you, which could be some of the reason why you find yourself in the situation that you're in. And this is the wonderful thing that a counselor, what they're so good at is leading you out of a situation into a better situation. And that's what he is for you. Come on, he's a mighty God. The word mighty literally means all powerful. The God that you serve is all powerful. Powerful. There's things in life where you don't have the answer to, but he does. He takes his super and he adds it to your natural and he gives you a supernatural experience. Come on, there have been things in my life that I thought I'll never get through this. This is going to be the very thing that destroys me. But God, adding his super to my natural, come on, brought me through it, and here I am today. See, you may be thinking that today, but I want you to know that he's a mighty God. He is a mighty God. He's an everlasting father, a father that is always present. Some of you may have had a father, an earthly father that was present. Others may not have had a father that was present. But when I think of a father, this is what I think of. Provider, protector, and guide her. Somebody that protects, somebody that provides, and somebody that guides. And I want you to know this, that God is Jehovah Jireh, the God that still provides all of our needs. Amen. He will protect you and he will lead you and guide you. See, peace is one of those things that we oftentimes just overlook. Yeah, yeah, peace, peace, great, God's peace. But whenever peace is gone, man, you're searching, you're seeking for peace. And the problem is, is that we look for peace in all the wrong places. We look for it in and through substance abuse, whether it be alcohol or drugs or relationships. We've got children here this morning, relationships, you know what I'm talking about and so what we what we call this is escapism we're trying to we're trying to get some temporary relief for some pain that we're currently experiencing we're trying to escape come on the now in hopes come on that something is going to change but this is the thing whenever you try to find peace in any other way I don't care what other way it is any other way than Jesus Christ you're going to have to face the problem. And guess what? At that point, the problem is going to require more, which oftentimes drives you into deeper addictions or whatever it is that you're, you're using to, to get that little bit of relief. How many of you know that what you do today outside of Jesus isn't going to be enough tomorrow? It's going to require more. Anybody here ever deal with addictions? Am I telling the truth? What you do today, it might meet your need today, but it's not gonna be enough tomorrow. And so we get deeper and deeper and deeper. And I'm just saying, Jesus loves you and he's the best answer. So the obvious question here, Pastor Travis, you've talked about a lot of things. What am I supposed to do to get what it is that you're talking about? How do I get it? Now, I wanna go back to the text because it's easy to overlook. It says, once again, for unto us, a child is born. To us a son is given and the government, somebody say government. The government will be on his shoulder and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And the greatness of his government, somebody say government. And the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. So twice in the text, he uses the word government. And I just, I've come to realize that people love the idea of a savior. People love the idea of a friend. People love the idea of God being a provider for them. But many people wrestle with the idea of God being governor or king or Lord. And I'm just telling you today that you're never gonna get the best of God without giving the best of yourself to God. Amen. We got back down to four people. We'll let you. Think about that just a little bit. But um, see, God wants you to go to this place of king and lordship. And I can just tell you this. you know, Some people say, man, Travis, uh, why did your life turn out the way that it did? And and it seemed like God really just helped you in bigger ways than he's helping me. And all I can say is this. While it was not perfect, and I'm still not even close, I'm like a mess. But if i did one thing close to right was i gave a full surrender like when i'm and this is to the good and to the bad and everything i mean whatever it is that i'm doing i'm all in and so when it came to serving jesus i was all in and fully surrendered because i knew come on what my life was like and it was like it because of my own decisions so listen i want you to know that you can go through the motions you can come to church Periodically, you can pray for your meals, and you can really pray whenever, whenever there's troubled times, but you can also at the same time remain at a distance, like keep God at a distance. And some people are doing that, maybe even here today. There's a better way, and that better way is to absolutely dive in with both feet and say, Jesus, my life no longer is my own, Jesus, I know you came, you were born, you lived and you died so that I can have life and life abundantly. My life belongs 100% to you. There was a song that we used to sing. Where you go, I'll go. Where you stay, I'll stay. When you move, I'll move. I will follow you. And I'm just telling you, that's the kind of life that God wants us to, when he leads us, we're supposed to go. And guess what? We don't have to worry about it being worse because when you're in God's perfect will, come on, that's the best place you can ever be. Jeremiah 29 says this, this is a powerful popular verse. He says this, that will, you will seek me and find me. And then there's a condition. Somebody say condition. When you seek me with all of your heart, anything less than all of your heart misses the mark romans 10 says this if you declare with your mouth that jesus is lord it doesn't say jesus is savior it doesn't say jesus is is god it doesn't say jesus is religion it doesn't say any of these things it says jesus is lord that means that his way is the only way his way is the best way and believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead then you will be saved so pastor travis why are you talking about this on christmas It sounds a little bit out of of space, out of place. No, it's not because there's a lot of people that are expecting big things from God without giving fully to him. And I'm giving you a blessing here this Christmas that the best thing that you can do is give your life fully to God and then receive his fullness back. I invite you this morning to live a life surrendered. I want to end with a story that's found in the book of Matthew. It's a little bit of an odd story about the Christmas story because it doesn't talk much about Jesus and it doesn't talk much about the stable. It talks a lot about the Magi. And the truth is, is the Magi couldn't be farther away spiritually or even geographically than than where Jesus is. See, the Magi were a bunch of religious pagan priests, They were astrologers from what is considered now, modern day Iran mainly, and then also some of Iraq, but it was Persia. They were Persians back in the day. And the magi is where we get the word magic, magic. And so imagine these people had nothing to do with God, but God chooses to use them. Come on in his birth story. I love that. And if you'll listen, That they also reveal a pattern of what happens to, I believe, all of us when we choose to go all in. Somebody say all in. in. With Jesus. All right. So this is what it says. Matthew 2 and verse 9. The Magi went on their way. You got to read the whole story because there's a lot of encounter with King Herod before this. They thought that Herod was having a son. Anyway, they're looking for Jesus because of the star in the sky. The Magi went on their way from Herod. And the star that they had seen when it rose was traveling it went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was see this is the only time in history where a star moved like it was traveling and they followed it and they followed this phenomenon and i think it's pretty cool that that god chose this star he chose to speak to these magi in a way that they could receive it they were used to studying the stars and so he said listen I'm gonna use something that they know to bring them to Jesus. Let that just soak in for a little bit, because some of, you st- some of you guys know some stuff where it might be the furthest thing from Jesus, but don't think that he won't use it to get you to him. Boy, that's good right there. That's good. So these guys have this star-like moment, and God is into moments. I want you to know that God creates moments, and I'm asking you, some of you can identify when your moment was, your moment of truth, where God revealed himself to you, and he said, I want have a relationship with you and you surrendered and you said I need to have a relationship with you as well mine was in a it was a dark moment in a jail cell in Boise Idaho where God came in and flicked on the light and it changed my life forever but I want you to know this that when God gets your attention Herod always shows up he doesn't show up some of the time Come on, he shows up to destroy what it is that God is wanting to do in your life. And he shows up all of the time. The Bible says when King Herod heard about the Magi, he was disturbed. See, he was lying to the Magi. He said, listen, go find this this king, this baby that has been born. And then when you find him, come back and tell me. And I will come and worship and give him homage as well. Well, he was a liar. He's a thief, just like his, his father, the devil, right? And, and his desire was is to go, certainly to where Jesus was, but to kill him, to take his life. So he was lying and say, I'm just telling you this, that in life, there's always going to be a Herod on mission to stop you. And guess what? You're always going to have a reason to stop. See, some of you, you're just coming back to church and you haven't been in church for a long time. Why? Because people were mean in the church. Maybe there was some weird theology that was going on in a church that you had belonged to, and so. So you just kind of gave up on that, but you've realized that you just didn't give up on church. You gave up on God and you've realized that you've just kind of been drifting farther and farther and farther away. See, I've been praying for this. Like I know that there are some people, maybe it's just the online folks and not anybody here, but I know this, that this right here, the Holy Ghost has ministered to to some folks because what I'm sharing is true. See, we've been praying. We didn't just wake up one morning and say, listen, let's have a Christmas service. Right? But we've been praying that God would reveal himself to you. And you've got horrible experiences, and things have happened. I want you to know this. There's always a star that draws you to close to God, and there's always a Herod that tries to stop you. But what I love is these magi kept going on. In verse 11, it says, on coming to the house, they saw that the child was with his mother Mary, and they bowed down. Somebody say, bowed down. And they worshiped him. They opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So two things they did. Number one, they surrendered. This is represented in them bowing down. And then they gave everything that they have. And I'm telling you this, that God doesn't want, he doesn't expect anything less from anything, any one of us. He wants a surrendered life. He doesn't want to just be a part of your life. He wants to be your life. And he wants you to say that, listen, my life, which is my personal being and my possessions, belong to you. Those are the same things that happen with these magi, same thing that God wants from you. So I'm closing. Somebody say, Pastor, you did so good. Pastor, you got six minutes and 34 seconds left and you're already closing. Wow, it can be done. This is a miracle Sunday. I better stop or else I'm going to go over. Okay. The Bible says that these magi, these magi, and having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. And I just want to say this, and I know you're going to be like, boo, boo, boo. But I want you to know this, that they returned differently and I know what you're saying. Well, pastor, you're taking that out of context. What that means is that they went back home, but they used another route. And you're absolutely right. I'm, I'm, I'm playing on that a little bit. But can I tell you this? Not only did they go home a different route, but anytime that you've had an encounter with Jesus, you're gonna go back a different person as well. And that's what I want you to know this morning. I want you to know that this morning, it doesn't matter how you came here. It doesn't matter, come on, the guilt, the shame, the regrets that you have, guys, all of us have them. All of us have them. But I want you to know that this Christmas, 2023 Christmas, like you can leave this space and place different than how you came. And really, like God didn't want you just to come here and sing a couple of songs. He wanted you to come here so that you could hear this message of redemption this message of life if I could just encourage you in anything just surrender to him you know what I mean surrender to him, just say God I've tried it my own way, it didn't work I'm going to do it your way I do believe Jesus that you are who the Bible says you are the only begotten, somebody say "Only only begotten, only begotten of the Father, that's what the Bible says was born of a virgin Mary do you believe it? Do you believe he lived a perfect, sinless life? Do you believe that he laid down his life that anybody that would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life? Do you believe it? The Bible says in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that anybody that would believe on him would not perish but would have everlasting life. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? So how do you receive it? You believe it, how do you receive it? The Bible says simply just believe in your heart, all those things that we just talked about, right? And then confess with your mouth, not that Jesus is God, he is God, but not that He is, he's, he's a, a savior, he is savior, but that he is Lord. See, lordship means I bow down to you, like your way in my life is the right way. And there's a wrestling match, why? Because you still got this old thing called flesh, that wants to be in control. But I promise you this, the closer that you walk with God, the more you're gonna walk in the spirit. And the spirit, come on, it destroys the flesh, amen? It has superiority to the flesh. And I just want you to know that some of you, not only are you gonna find salvation and life eternal, but some of you are gonna find the answer, the solution to the addiction that you've been dealing with for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. It's found in a relationship with Jesus. And I just invite you this morning, if you would just like to make a commitment right where you are, I'm not gonna have you come here. I'm not gonna have you say anything or give some sort of a testimony this morning. I'm just gonna say, if you wanna commit to God, renew your commitment or make a brand new commitment to God, just raise your hand with me this morning. Anybody here want to do that? I love that, I see you, sir right here i see you all over all over this whole section thank you god bless anybody up top oh i see you all the way in the back i love that two hands i love that i love boldness boldness is beautiful amen let me pray and then we'll get out of here amen do you love jesus this morning all right lord we thank you for today thank you for the birth of a king thank you lord for a savior right now We just receive you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for forgiving our sins. We invite you to come into our lives and to be the Lord, the King of our lives. That means that it's your way. If I'm ever at odds, if I want to do something and you want me to do something else, that means that I surrender to what it is that you want me to do. And Lord, I know I'm even going to be in need of help. In just walking this out. So I'm even asking you Lord. I make the declaration that you are Lord. Come into my life. Be my savior. Write my name in the Lamb's book of life. But help me whenever I'm weak. Help me to become stronger. Today I choose you. And I pray that the rest of my life. The days that I'm given. Would just be given. Lord. To draw closer to you. And to get to know you more. I love you. And I praise you. I thank you, Lord, for coming to this earth as a baby, growing up as a man, teaching us so many things with your life, and then ultimately giving it so that we can live. We love you, Jesus. We celebrate your birthday today. Happy birthday,
0: in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That's it for today's teaching. Hey, here's an idea. Share today's message with a friend or family member. If you're listening from outside our fellowship, we'd love to meet you. Visit graceid.org and hit the contact form to get in touch. We'd also love for you to join us. You can even check us out on Facebook Live by searching Facebook for Grace Church Rupert ID. Learn more and plug in at graceid.org. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Grace Community Church.